This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome to the Mom Room Podcast. My name is Renee Rena, and I am definitely the mom friend you have always wanted. Welcome to Thursday's solo episode. I was going to say Tuesday. I am late to my own recording because what I've been doing is recording in the same platform that I use to record with guests. So I've been recording the video of me recording the solo episode so that I can make content with that video. Um, So I set myself up in the platform to record at two o'clock and it's 2.40. So I'm 40 minutes late to my own recording. But anyways, how's everybody doing? Um, I had such a busy, such an amazing weekend that it was one of those weekends where I had been looking forward to it for a long time. And just because of the current pandemic climate, you know, um, COVID and whatnot, I'm always expecting to get sick and not be able to go do something. So the last thing that I was super paranoid about missing or having it just not work out because someone got sick was the photo shoot for the rebrand and that ended up happening and I was like okay like the weekend where I go see Caitlin's live podcast and do the Spade and Sparrows dinner that's gonna like I'm gonna be sick and or Milo's gonna be sick or something you know And it actually ended up working out, knock on wood. So now I'm like, what's the next thing that I'm paranoid will get canceled because of being sick? Never had to worry about this before, ever. Because you could, no matter how sick you were, you could still go do something if you wanted to. So, oh, perfect example, Shawn Mendes on Sunday. Shawn Mendes, front row tickets on Sunday. Will I get sick before then? We will find out. Knock on wood. Wow. I probably just jinxed myself. And then Hanson is on the Wednesday. So like a week from now. Oh my gosh. Now I'm nervous. Okay. So anyways, the weekend was so awesome. The live podcast show The only other live podcast show that I have seen is um, when Stassi went on tour with her husband and Taylor Strecker, and it was so fun. But it wasn't set up in like, it wasn't like an interview. It was a little bit different. It was really fun. But Caitlin's was more, they had lots of fun stuff going on, and they had a DJ, which made it really fun. And I have to call my sister, um, Stacy and Kayla sang, which was incredible. I was like the loser on the balcony, like standing, like screaming for them because they're so awesome. Um, but she still had like a traditional kind of sit down interview with Sarah, the bird's papaya. So that was, it was nice. I loved the, like how it flowed and what they did. And so after seeing that, because I've always wanted to do live podcast shows. And so now I'm like, oh my God, I know exactly 
how to like make it flow, like what to do. Like you could play little games and have people come out and sing and have like a dance party. Like it was just a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, we, I ended up, so this is so random at the mom con, um, event that I spoke at, I was on a panel. Um, remember I had like the raging anxiety and almost left before I walked in. So I met Ariana on that day for that event and everyone was kind of from that area. So when we had the big break in the afternoon, I had nowhere to go and everyone else was either going home or they were like meeting someone at a restaurant. And I was like, obviously I had raging anxiety all day. Sorry guys, I had to like burp. I just pounded some M&Ms. Um, So I had raging anxiety all day. I didn't really feel like going out to a restaurant or like being social with a bunch of people. So when Ariana was like, I'm just going home to feed my twin boys and like have something to eat. Do you want to just come to my house? And I was like, oh my God, yes, that sounds perfect. Like I just want to sit with babies and, you know, not be stressed. Like just being in someone's home as opposed to like at a restaurant or something. So I ended up going to her house. I had never, I don't think we had ever met before that. Um, I knew who she was just through Instagram. And then we ended up like connecting so well. She's so awesome, so nice. And so we kind of became friends. And so I, people are probably wondering, like, how did you get invited to Caitlin's podcast? And then also to a Spade and Sparrows like intimate dinner, like, how? And so this is why. Caitlin's co-owner, like the co-owner of Spade and Sparrows, our co-founder is Cleo. And Cleo is the co-founder also. She's like a mogul. She has so many things. Like she's incredible. She is the co-founder of my podcast network, Podcast Nation. So that is kind of how I have that connection. So when she offered me like the opportunity to go see Caitlin for her live show, she gave me two tickets and I was like, oh, I saw that Sarah was going to be the guest. Ariana happens to be like best friends with Sarah. So I'm like, oh, I'll ask Ariana if she wants to go because that's fun. You know, want to come watch your friend talk on a stage? (laughs) So we got there. Cleo came into the lobby. It's the first time I had met her and we had been Zooming and obviously like I signed with her network. We email, like we're in contact, but I had never met her in person because pandemic life. And so I'm, I felt like I told Ariana, I was like, I feel like I'm at the airport on 90 Day Fiance and I'm waiting for the person that I haven't seen in forever or like I've only met them online and like I'm waiting for them at the airport like to get off the plane like that's what it felt like I'm like standing in the lobby waiting for Cleo to like appear out of nowhere um so I met her she took us backstage we got to meet like we were talking with Sarah and we're I got to meet Caitlin um so that was fun but we ended up missing like the first part of the show because We were backstage with everybody, but we didn't realize that the show had started. Like we saw someone come and get Caitlin, but it didn't connect that the show was was starting. So we're just like chatting and 
Anywho, so we eventually went back to our seats and it was such a good show. Like I had so much fun and it was just like really inspiring to be like, wow, like look what she's done. Like this is incredible. Caitlin is like, that is what she's meant to do. She is so funny, such a natural. It was a lot of fun. So that was Saturday night. Sunday night was the Spade and Sparrows dinner. And again, Cleo, that's like, I do love Spade and Sparrows. Like, you know that if you follow me. Um, And so Cleo is co-founder of Spade and Sparrows as well. So we went to the dinner and honestly, I was thinking like, okay, there's this intimate, like fancy dinner with some people from Toronto and like Caitlin and her fiance. And I'm like, I'm going to be sitting in a corner just like, you know, talking to people that I don't really know, or like maybe I'll get to like say hi to Caitlin and Cleo like every once in a while. I was thinking like they would be in a different section and I would just be like at a table with some random people. Like that's just what I was thinking because I have like imposter syndrome. I don't know. Like wouldn't, like isn't that what you would think if you got invited to this? Anyways, so I walk into the restaurant. I had... I asked Cleo what hotel they were staying at. And so I stayed at the same hotel, took an Uber over to the restaurant and in my like fancy little outfit, so cute. And I'm like, I didn't even say anything. I walked in and the girls that were at the desk, like the front counter of the restaurant, they were just like, okay, follow us. And they like whisk me upstairs as if I'm like an important person. And then upstairs there were, two tables of let's say like eight or ten seats per table and everyone at this point was just like standing and you know socializing and talking and having wine so I started the first person I saw was Brittany Ostafi and obviously I know her from Instagram had never met her before either so I instantly like we started talking and then I saw Cleo and so I was talking to Cleo and Caitlin And then they started to do a wine tasting, which was really neat because they had someone there explaining all the different wines and how it works with the grapes and what to look for when you're trying that kind of wine. And like we did like the swirling and the smelling and all that stuff. So that was really neat. And I was sitting at a table, yeah, like with 10 people across like sitting directly across from me at the table was Caitlin Bristow and I'm like oh my god this is crazy like so like I was expecting to eat like by myself in a closet or something you know um and I was at like this table with Cleo and Caitlin and Blake um okay I'm really bad I don't follow The Bachelor but Caitlin's fiance is Jason Tardick and I don't know him from The Bachelor at all because I didn't really watch it. Um, but I love his podcast and I don't even know how I stumbled upon his podcast, but it's so good. He talks to like all the people that I love and dives into how they started their career and like the ins and outs of like the finances. And it's really interesting. So like he'll have people on that have been on reality TV shows and they talk about how they negotiated their contracts and when they went back for Paradise Island, what's it called? 
Bachelor in Paradise, like how they negotiated that deal, how much they got paid. And then like if they started influencing what those brand deals looked like and so on and so forth. It's really, really interesting. So he is Caitlin's fiance. So I got to talk with him, which was really nice because I actually am a huge fan of his podcast. And I told him, I was like, um, I tapped him on the shoulder later on in the evening. And I was like, I know that we're here for Caitlin and like Spade and Sparrows, but I'm a huge fan of your podcast. <laughs> so that was really cool to get to talk to him. Um, he's had Rob Deerdeck on the podcast and you know, my relentless tattoo on my forearm. That's why I have that tattoo is because of Rob Deerdeck. And Rob Deerdeck is not someone that you would typically see in pop culture kind of interviews. So it was really cool for me when he had the episode with Rob. So anywho, then um, another guy from the Bachelor franchise, Blake Horstman, I believe is his name. He was the DJ. He's been DJing a lot lately. He was phenomenal. He played Justin Bieber's baby in the in the evening, which was incredible. Um, obviously lots of wine and I was surprisingly not hungover the next day, which is like, you can't ask for anything more. Okay. So such a fun night. I'm so happy that I was invited, that I even had that opportunity. Like what a cool thing to be able to do. So that was my weekend recap. This episode is brought to you by Little Spoon. If you're like me, then the bane of your existence is thinking about what to feed your children, prepping food, going to the grocery store, all of the above. Who has the time? We are all so busy, and it's important to incorporate things into our life that keep our life as simple and convenient as possible. Little Spoon is one way to do just that. They deliver fresh, healthy meals and snacks straight to your door that your kid will love at every eating stage they are in. The baby blends are fresh, organic baby food from single ingredients to multi-textured purees to take the stress out of starting solids. They partner with Clean Label Project to test their blends for 400 plus contaminants, including heavy metals. So you know you're getting good stuff. The Biteables are finger food meals that are cut to size to promote easy self-feeding and they are healthy, balanced, and free of artificial junk. The Little Spoon plates are toddler and big kid meals that are free of junk and they taste amazing. Even the pickiest eaters will love them. Think hidden veggie mac and cheese, chicken nuggets, and adventurous eats like potstickers, gnocchi, and more. They also offer really fun things like puffs, they have smoothies, lunchers, and snacks. You quite literally never have to think about food again. It's just easy peasy. And did I mention this all comes right to your door? It is so flexible, so easy, and everything stores right in the fridge and freezer. The price is right. The quality is unmatched. You are going to love it and your kids are going to love it. It is just a huge win for your family. Simplify your kids' mealtime with 30% off your first order. Go to littlespoon.com slash momroom and enter our code momroom at checkout to get 30% off your first Little Spoon order. My husband and I both turn the big four zero next year, and we have been thinking a lot about our long-term health. 
We want to get smarter about our health, make better choices, but also not feel overwhelmed trying to separate fact from fiction. There is so much information out there and it can be hard to figure out what applies to you, what is right, and what is wrong. Well, let me introduce you to the Zoe Science and Nutrition Podcast. With the help of world-leading scientists, they help you make smarter health choices every week. Don't just take my word for it. Naomi's Apple Review says, Zoe Science and Nutrition is super easy to consume even if you don't understand the science. With loads of actionable tips, a great mix of guests, and interesting cutting-edge science. You can't go wrong with a weekly podcast where world-leading scientists explain how their own research could improve your health. If you're ready to join millions of others like Naomi transforming their health, then search for Zoe Science and Nutrition wherever you listen to podcasts. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode of The Mom Room and providing me with samples. You know how a lot of people can't leave the house without a water bottle? It's like their emotional support water bottle. I am the exact same way with facial tissues. And that is because I have such bad allergies, specifically in my sinuses, to the point where I know I'm going to have to blow my nose multiple times in a day, and I cannot be out in public without my emotional support facial tissues. Luckily, for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so that you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Now I know if I have a big event, maybe I'm going to a concert, going out for dinner, I don't want to be blowing my nose every two seconds. It's very unbecoming. And so I will take Claritin D and enjoy my evening. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter or ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin Clear. Use as directed. This, okay, remember that reel that I just posted and I was like, oh, this is going to ruffle some feathers or people are going to be offended. And that's okay. Like, I've decided to just not care about, like, tiptoeing around things that bother me because I don't want people to, like, get offended. And it's not, like, I'm not going to be a psychopath moving forward. I just, like, I'm going to talk about things that bother me. So I saw this post from a big parenting account. I'm not going to say who it is because it's not unique to them, you know? So anyways, I like watched the reel and it was about like something to do with like a specific behavior in children and their advice for how to navigate that. So I'm like, okay. And so I start scrolling. There's like a million zillion comments and I start scrolling through the comments and it's like, we've done this with our child multiple times and it ends up escalating the situation or, okay, but what if you do that and then it doesn't work? Like, what if you do that and then they just continue or they end up doing the behavior even worse? Like, you know, give us something. Like, what do you do in the event 
that this one strategy doesn't work, which, let's be honest, is a lot of the time. Very often, I'm in a situation where like I have utilized all of the tools and strategies that I know and that people, you know, say to do, and it doesn't matter. Like you have to just wait it out. I'll give the example of what happened last night. Oh my God. What a nightmare. Anyways, so I'm seeing all these comments from other people and the response is very general and like abstract because they responded to quite a few people. And it was always like, you know, see the link in my bio. We have a course that exactly deals with like all this like stuff and blah, blah, blah. And okay, I do not have an issue with someone building a course. Like that's a lot of work. And yes, people are very skilled and they know all the strategies and they are very, very helpful, like very helpful. What? That's not the problem. I don't have a problem with people creating courses selling their services, calling themselves a coach or like an expert, like that's fine. Okay. Because I am of the belief that regardless of what you're, I think when it comes to certain things, you are allowed to be a coach and like guide people and give advice. Because I know a lot of people, some of my friends included, who are licensed psychologists, like you know, clinical psychologists have a problem with people calling themselves a coach of some kind and offering advice. I don't have a problem with that. And I think there can be a lot of value in certain things that someone doesn't necessarily need um, professional psychotherapy. They just need a coach or someone to help them, someone to give them some tools. So where my friends who are psychologists have issue with this is that they worry that some people will go to, to and this is not even about parenting anymore. I'm just like on a tangent. They worry that some people are going to go to people that call themselves a coach and or like, you know, not have the proper training to deal with serious problems But for whatever reason, like because they cost less, they're desperate, they go to these people and maybe the coaches don't have the tools or the training to identify when someone actually needs help from a licensed professional. Do you know what I mean? Or somebody goes to a coach with like a serious problem that needs to be dealt with by someone who is heavily trained in that area. So I I can see both sides. Like obviously I think there's probably people that benefit greatly from using like coaches or online, you know, sources of help. And then there's probably situations that end up kind of, you know, like there's some trouble there and something maybe not so good happens. I need to drink water one second. Okay. So that is not my problem. I am all for people monetizing their skills, yada, yada, yada. Here's what I have a problem with when it comes to parenting experts and parenting accounts that I see. And this is not everybody. This is some 
creators or coaches or experts, just some. Some are quite lovely and I love everything that they do. What I have a problem with is parenting experts or, you know, certain accounts not acknowledging that there are situations that are going to occur with your child that cannot be diffused or cannot be like stopped or like there's not any thing that you can do in the mo- in that moment to fix it. Sometimes you just have to wait it out and it sucks and it's uncomfortable and you just have to wait it out. I also hate that they don't acknowledge that certain things that young children do, it's developmentally appropriate for them to do. And they act as if if you start implementing these skills, if you buy my course, like it's implied that then, oh, like your child is just not going to have tantrums anymore. That is, that is not going to happen. Like tantrums and having big emotions for children, that's developmentally appropriate. So I just get frustrated when they're almost like using parents' struggle or like parents that are going through a difficult time. Maybe they're in a phase with their child that's having a ton of tantrums and it's been hard. Instead of just being like, you know what? Here's like, here's the things that you can do. Here are some tools. But just know that sometimes these big emotions are going to happen and you just have to wait it out. And if you're doing the best that you can in dealing with it and when they are calm, you're trying to like teach them about big emotions and some coping strategies, then that's great. But just know that there are going to be situations where it doesn't matter what you do, they are going to lose their goddamn minds and there's not much that you can do about it. If you get close to them, they start swinging at you. If you like make a suggestion or say like, I see that you're upset, they scream in your face. Like, and I like, so that is my problem. It's the lack of acknowledging that sometimes there's not much that you can do and that their course that they have the link in the bio for is not going to fix your problem. Ah, That is the problem that I have. Um, I am not a parenting expert, but in my experience, I am a very good student, like professional student. So when I learn skills or tips and tricks on how to navigate like big emotions and tantrums, I implement those tools. And I will tell you right now, Milo is a very, you know, like he is a normal with regard to like temperament and development, a very normal child. And is it weird to say normal? Is that allowed? Like I feel weird saying normal. Anyways, these things are not always going to work. Okay, so that's my rant on that. Um, what else do we got here? Oh my God, I have to quickly explain this fight that my husband and I had this morning 
because I'm so irritated. And it's like, we're both right. Like, there's nothing even wrong with what we said to each other. But for some reason, like, I was pissed off and irritated and he was pissed off and irritated. And I'm like, what we're both saying to each other is fine. You know, this is just the situation. So, like, you need to acknowledge what I'm saying and I need to acknowledge what you're saying. So here's what happened. Okay. This morning, in the morning, I'm not a morning person, FYI. I'm also like, I think I'm getting my period soon. So I, you know, I'm a little bit um, irritable, let's say. My husband's like, can you go to the vet today and pick up more insulin for muffin? Our brown dog is diabetic. So we have to give him a needle in the morning and a needle in the evening. My husband is the go-to needle giver, okay? He's the injector of the insulin 98% of the time because I only do it if my husband's not home. But my husband is almost always home every morning. And the odd evening, if he happens to be at work when they eat dinner, then I'll give Muffin his needle. So he is the insulin giver. This morning, he says, can you go get some more insulin at the vet? The vet is like 10 minutes out of the way of me picking up Milo. So it would be like 10 minutes to the vet, 10 minutes back to where I'm going. Okay. And that's not even the point. I simply said to my husband, Okay, because the whole thing is like every time he's like, can you pick up insulin? Can you pick up milk? I don't drink dairy milk. Milo doesn't drink dairy milk. Only my husband drinks dairy, like cow's milk is what I'm trying to say. He puts it in his coffee. So every time he's like, can you pick up milk today? I don't have any for my coffee tomorrow. Or with the insulin, it's like we have enough insulin to do one more injection. So can you get the insulin today? So all I simply said was when you ask me, like, can you not let it get right until like the last little bit of milk or insulin or coffee or whatever, whatever it is that you're asking me to pick up? Like, can you tell me a few days in advance? Like, Once we have half a bottle of insulin left, let's start planning on getting some more insulin. For things that I use every day, which are things like oatmeal or my face wash or toothpaste, my shampoo and conditioner, I like once it's about half to a quarter full, I'm like already out going to get more so that I don't run out. So that's all I was trying to say was like, Can you not let it get to the last second? Like, what if for some reason we couldn't get it today, you know? Because what happens is he waits because that is, and he was like, hey, I take care of all of this stuff. And I was like, yeah, you do the injections. You're the one that drinks milk. Like, you're the one that gets the coffee ready in the evening. I don't do those tasks So I'm not thinking about it because I don't even see what we have left. Everything else in the house, like I'm taking note of things too. Just so happens that with those few products, I'm not aware. 
And so when you tell me like last minute, like, oh, you have to go get this today. It's annoying because now it's on me to remember to go get it. And if I don't go get it, now we're out and Muffin doesn't get his insulin. You know what I mean? Like, that's all I was trying to say. And then he got super defensive and he was like, oh, never mind. Never mind. I'll just go get it. I'll go get it. I'll go on my lunch hour and like, like so dramatic. It's a half hour away from his work. Like you're going to go on your lunch hour to go pick up the insulin. Like, oh, like I and I, I was like, are you on your period today? Like, because I'm pretty sure we're both getting our periods soon. So then what was it? What was it that he said to me? Oh, oh right. Because he was like, can you set a reminder on your phone, like a, an alarm thing to go off so that you remember to pick up the insulin? Because I'm a forgetful person and I'm go, 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 go all day. Like I have so many things on my mind that it's very easy for me to forget. And oftentimes I've like stopped at the store. I forget to get milk. Like, oh. And it drives me nuts because then I feel bad because I forgot. But why are we waiting till the last freaking second to get these things that we need and that we use every single day? So that was my whole point. And I was like, okay, don't worry. I'll set an alarm on my phone. Like, you know, like, oh, it's just irritating anyway. So that was our fight this morning. And I was really irritated. And so was he. But it's such a stupid thing. Like, this is what married people fight about. If you're not married yet, like, this is what you have to look forward to. Okay? Doesn't it sound so fun? So that's that on that, guys. Um, My throat hurts from talking so much. I think because also I've been so social all weekend um, that I've just been talking a lot. So... Anywho, that's that on that. Uh, The rebrand, in case you're wondering, is coming along beautifully. I'm so excited. We just nailed down the color palette. Is that what you call it? The color palette, the mood board, if you will. And next step is we're going to be meeting on Monday to go over how we want the podcast cover, like the vibe of the podcast cover. And I'm really excited about it. So Stay tuned for that. Once she sends me the um, the final draft of all like the colors and the logo and all that stuff, I will share it on Instagram because I'm so excited trying to keep everyone up to date. So yeah, that's it for now, guys. Uh, if you haven't already, please rate, review and subscribe to the podcast and send it to a friend. Like we need to build this audience, okay? Um, the rebrand is going to be insane. I'm planning on putting out a lot more video content. Um, I have some really exciting news about someone that is going to be working with me. Um, very excited. She reached out to me and I was just like, oh my God, you never know who is listening to your freaking podcast. So yeah, send the podcast to a friend. Like I'm sure some of you guys have friends, uh, unless you're like me, but send it over. Be like, you must listen to this episode and this episode. I'm going to start sharing some um, older episodes that I absolutely love. I'll share those on Instagram. But yeah, that's it for me. And uh, I hope maybe on Instagram or no, next week, maybe I'll explain what happened last night. Oh my God. It was like a rage-tastic evening. It was weird. It went from like rage-tastic to lovely to back to rage-tastic 
to then lovely. It was very bizarre. Um, so yeah, everybody have a fabulous day and I hope your children sleep tonight.